If you have downloaded our uh, church app, you can push on the uh, Bible there and go to those scriptures. Also, there is a sermon notes that you can uh, see there as we go through the message today. 1 Samuel chapter 25. This morning, I'm going to be uh, reading out of the NIV translation, and we're going to be looking at confident woman. And uh, when you think about a confident woman, just think for a moment what comes to your mind. I remember in my lifetime, uh, one of the things that some of you that are as old as me or older will remember uh, a show that became pretty popular for about 10 years in the late 80s and all through the 90s, uh, a show called Murphy Brown. And uh, in that show was uh, the lady uh, named Candice Bergen that uh, portrayed Murphy Brown, and uh, she was an investigative journalist. She was also uh, an anchor person on FYI in this particular show, and uh, she became uh, talked about during, especially during the election time about that show because the, some people saw it as a betray or a uh, betraying that women need to be uh, confident on their own and you don't need a man in your life, you can have children on your own. Some things got a little bit, I think, out of hand in, in that portrayal, but uh, things even rose up during the presidential election during those years about Murphy Brown and maybe a, uh, a confusing, confusing message to women of that day that if you were going to be a confident woman, you had to be a woman that stood on your own, made your own income, needed no man in your life, men were unnecessary. And so that became, in some people's mind, that's what a confident woman is. And uh, even today, some people kind of still hold on to some of that, that uh, for a woman to be a confident woman, you got to stand on your own, don't need any man in your life, and that you can just make your life for what you want it to be. But then we have to ask the question, is that really the way God intended to be? And can you be in the uh, portrayal of the scriptures of what God designed for a woman to be and still be a confident woman? I see that in these scriptures today of a lady named Abigail. She was a confident woman. She knew where she stood and she knew what she needed to do. And she had a good relationship and a good understanding of how God could use her. She was a confident woman, but she didn't go along with the trends of what I was talking about that some people tied into Murphy Brown. And today I want to encourage you as women, God created you, you are special, and today is Mother's Day. If you're a mom, today is a special day to honor you and to recognize the blessing that moms are in the world today. Many people have said that the closest thing to understanding the love of God is to understand the love of a mother. Because it is a deep love, it is a sacrificial love, it is a love that always has forgiveness. But I want to look at these scriptures about this lady named Abigail. And as we look at the scripture, there'll be Abigail and her husband Nabal. And they have names that in the Bible, usually people's names carried a significant meaning to how their lives lived out. Nabal, his name means fool. Matter of fact, Abigail even identifies that he, her husband is foolish just like his name implies. Nabal Fool. So if anybody likes the name Nabal, I would not give that to your child. Choose you another name. But there are a couple of young girls, in, or at least one in the service today, that has the name Abigail. Now Abigail has a totally different name. You have Nabal, who is the husband, and then you have Abigail, his wife. 
And Abigail, her name means my father's cause for joy. What the name Abigail basically means is that Abigail is a cause of joy to her father. So Abigail, you are a special joy to your father. Abigail, the cause of joy to her father. So we see here two totally different names of a man and his wife. Nabal, fool. Abigail, the father's cause of joy. Let's look at how their names play out in the Scriptures today and see how Abigail gives us a picture of a confident woman today according to the Scriptures. Now, in 1 Samuel chapter 25, to give you a little bit of scenario, and remember we're picking up in verse 23, but to give you a little bit of understanding where we are, there is a kind of a period of where there's a transition where God is about to take Saul away from being king and rising up David to become the new king. And so there's this transition and Saul is full of jealousy towards David, but David has a strong support. He has developed his own army, but he's now kind of on the run trying to avoid Saul who wants to kill him, knowing that God's going to raise him up. And during this period of time, David and his men are out in the fields and uh, being out in the fields, they don't have all the supplies that they need for food and so forth. So while they're out there, they have kind of watched over some of Nabal's uh, stock, uh, livestock, and also some of his servants to make sure that nothing happened to them. And David has sent a message to Nabal of what they have done and that nothing has happened to any of his livestock and has basically said, we would like to ask of you in return for how we've cared for you and made sure that everything was safe for your men, that you would provide some food for us. Now remember, Nabal's name is fool, right? Nabal's response is, who is this David and who is this son of Jesse? And I'm not giving him nothing. It was basically his response, a foolish response to a man who is becoming the up and coming king. And so... Nabal goes back home. He just uh, won't have any thoughts about this David or doing anything for him. But message gets through the servants to Abigail. The servants understand that was not a smart move. That was a foolish move. And they tell about Abigail. Remember, Abigail is the cause of the father's joy. She's also the blessing to this family at this time. And so we pick up where Abigail has got word. She has gathered things together and she's going to David to try to make an appeasement. And she shows how confident she is, but also understands what her role in life is. So in 1 Samuel chapter 25, we pick up in verse 23, and it says, When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, My Lord, let the blame be on me alone. Please let your servant speak to you and hear what your servant has to say. May my Lord pay no attention to that wicked man Nabal. He is just like his name. His name is Fool and Folly goes with him. But as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my servant sent. Now since the Lord has kept you, my master, from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, may your enemies and all who intend to harm my master be like Nabal. And let this gift which your servant has brought to my master be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's offense. For the Lord will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my master." 
because he fights the Lord's battles. Let no wrongdoing be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my master will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies will he will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. When the Lord has done for my master every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him leader over Israel, my master will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or of having avenged himself. And when the Lord has brought my master success, remember your servant. Very good wise woman with words. Verse 32 says, David said to Abigail, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal, or Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought him and said, Go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. You can see Abigail was a very wise woman, a very confident woman, and a woman that spared a lot of lives that day because Nabal's foolishness had ended up where David was going to just take out every man and put an end to this type of foolish attitude. But Abigail, a confident woman, steps in and makes a difference. And I want to pause there for just a moment to hopefully get every woman in here to understand that when you're a confident woman, as God has designed women to be, God will use you to make a difference in other people's lives, to spare lives and to see lives changed and transformed. When you fit in the guideline of what God wants. And the principles that we see here are not only for women, but they're also for men. And see, when I saw this heart of Abigail, this heart of a confident woman, what I saw in her heart was first this, a heart that respects others. You see, if you look at that verse 23 that we read, it says that when Abigail saw David, the up and rising king, he hasn't become king yet, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. And she responded, my Lord. Abigail quickly, from her heart, shows the respect that she has for others. For David, and as I've looked through the Scriptures, even for the wife of a foolish man, as you were to read through all this chapter, you'll see that even though her husband was foolish, she still showed respect for him. Now, a confident woman who knows who she is will have that godly characteristic within her. I respect a heart that respects others. Matter of fact, if you were to read in Ephesians chapter 5, you'll see that God's command for women to do towards their husbands is to respect them. The Bible tells us that husbands are to love their, love their wives just like Christ loved the church. So even though at sometimes when you have this mentality of the world of a confident woman, it's not a woman who has to respect a man or submit to any authority of, to a man, we see that in the Bible, that the Bible tells us that if a man really knows how God designed that relationship to be, that a man will love his wife so much that he would give anything to bring out the very best in her. And so it's not a man of a dictatorship 
but it's a man of loving heart. And in return, the Bible tells us that the heart of a woman should be one that respects her husband. You know what? That is so clear in the Scriptures, but even still today, they do surveys to try to find out what men want from their wives and what wives want from their husbands. And I've looked at it early in my ministry and I've looked at it even recently. And you know what I've found out? That you see over and over that what men are looking for from their wives is to be respected. You know what women are looking for from their husbands? An undivided love that is secure and safe. It was true when they did surveys 20 years ago. It was true when they did surveys 10 years ago. And it's still true today. You know why? Because that's the way God created us and that's what God designed in the Scripture. And so Abigail is a confident woman who comes knowing that in that day a woman that maybe would not have an impact and would not be received, but she comes showing respect, knowing that with respect as God had designed it for a woman to have, that in return she would be received openly and honestly. You want to be a confident woman in the 21st century today? then have a heart like Abigail, a heart that respects others. But I see also in her heart that she has a heart that has a selfless attitude. If you look at verse 24, now remember she's coming to intercede for her husband. She's coming when he has done foolishly. But if you look at verse 24, it says, she fell at his feet and said, my Lord, let the blame be on me alone. Is that not a selfless attitude? I mean, Abigail has done nothing wrong. She has been at home and she's been taking care of things that she did around the house like she would normally do. Her husband is the one that's taken the wrong step. He's the one that has done foolishly. But Abigail steps in there and with a selfless heart and a selfless attitude says to David, let the blame be on me. When I read that, I thought, that's, that's the heart of a true mom, isn't it? Because over the years, I have seen so many times where a mom or a godly woman, a godly wife will step in and take the blame or kind of be the buffer to make things better for their family. And that was true about Abigail. I can see how that uh, when she was born, they named her right, a woman who has, a one who has caused her father joy. And not only when her birth was, but I can see this as she has become a mature woman, a selfless heart. When I think about mothers today, that's what I think of, a heart that is selfless, that will sacrifice and give themselves to bring out the very best in their children, to bring out the very best for their husbands, to bring out the very best for their families. You know, sometimes as wives, as women, as mothers, sometimes you may feel like that nobody really notices the lack of sleep you go so that everything's ready for the next day, the lack of rest that you get so that everybody else has the things that they need, the things that you do without so that the other parts of your family can have. But I want to tell you that today, that this pastor recognizes that. And I applaud all you women who have the heart like Abigail that it has a selfless attitude. I want you to think for just a moment, men. I want to give you a challenge. Think about the woman in your life. All you men that are listening, say amen. Well, that was weak. 
you could get in trouble that week of an amen. I'm going to give you another shot because I want you men to leave in good eyes with your wives and with these mothers. If you listen to men, say amen. amen. There you go, some authority with that. I want you to thank men of your wife, the mother of your children. I want you to think about the selfless things that you see in her. And I want to give you a challenge. Take the opportunity. For some of you men, you're going like, now come on, preacher, don't ask me to do something that's going to be tough. I am. I want you to tell your wife something today that you have seen her selfless heart and selfless attitude. Something that you've seen in her life of how she has sacrificed of herself for that well-being of you and your family. Abigail had a selfless attitude. She didn't say, it's all my husband's fault. Give him what he deserves, but spare me. No, she said, let me take the blame. Let me be the one who comes in behalf of my husband and my family. That is a heart of a selfless attitude. But also seeing this confident woman as she's standing there before this up and rising king, that she has a heart that faithfully intercedes for her family. I want you to look at verse 27 and verse 28. As Abigail is speaking there before David, and she says, and let this gift, she has brought a gift to actually give to David what he was really looking for to start with. Let this gift which your servant has brought to my master be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's offense. For the Lord will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my master. Notice there in verse 28, she said, Please forgive your servant's offense. You know what she was doing? She was interceding. You know, as I look around the service today and I see some of the people who are here, I could just, I could call out many names. It'd take a while to mention all the names of some of the men in here and some of the women in here that have told me that it was because of a godly grandmother or a godly mother or a godly aunt, some woman that was in your life that interceded a prayer for you that made your life what it is today, that allowed your life to be transformed or spared from going down a bad path. And that's what Abigail was doing here. She was faithfully interceding for her family. To intercede means that you go in behalf of someone. Even though that maybe you're not the one that needs the forgiveness, you're going to intercede for the woman or for the one who does need the forgiveness. That's a heart of a confident woman. One that doesn't have to say that, you know, I haven't done anything wrong, so why am I having to take care of this for? But a woman who says, let me do whatever it takes to intercede for my family and in behalf of my faith. I want to give you the last thing that a confident woman has, and that is a heart that uses godly judgment. You see, at the end of Abigail's conversation with David, if you look at verse 33, as David is responding to her, he says, May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed. The word that was used there is a small word. It's the word ta'am. And it means to use discernment, judgment, discretion, sensibility, the word that David chose on that particular statement was to say, I've seen your good judgment, I've seen your discernment, I've seen your discretion. Basically, I would say that he said, man, I have seen God in you and the judgment that you have used. The decision that you made, 
the direction that you went. And you know, in, in life, especially in the years that we're living in today and the times that we're living in, we need women who will look beyond just good judgment and use godly judgment. In raising your children and how you handle the circumstances of your home life, and that is using godly judgment. And I take, say the word godly judgment because sometimes good may conflict in your mind to think what's good for me. But godly judgment is what's good for my family, and what's good in the eyes of the Lord. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment. With heads bowed and eyes closed, the world will give you a lot of different pictures in your mind today of what a confident woman, what today's woman needs to be. But I want to tell you women today, mothers, wives, women, young ladies, if you want to be a confident woman who knows where you are, where you're headed, and how you can be used in your life and what your life can be, learn from Abigail who brought joy to her father. Bring joy to your heavenly father. Bring joy to your family and God's blessings. And have a heart that respects others. Have a heart of a selfless attitude. Have a heart that intercedes faithfully. And have a heart of godly judgment. That's a confident woman. Lord, I come to you this morning and Lord, I don't know what, you know, even today being Mother's Day and it's a day that of honoring moms and lifting them up and honoring them in a way that we show love and respect to them. Lord, there may be some moms today that are going through some challenges in their life and going through some difficulties. And Lord, I want to raise them up to you and just ask God that you would intervene in their lives and that you minister to their needs. But Lord, I pray that today they'd understand that being a confident woman is not about just being on your own and doing your own thing and making your own way, but it's having a relationship with God the way God designed for a woman to be. That's a confident woman. A woman who knows she's in the center of God's will and has a right relationship with God. And so, Lord, today I pray that for every woman in here, no matter what challenges they're facing, Lord, I pray that you give them the needs of their life, help them have confidence in who they are, and Lord, I pray that you would bless them, and Lord, that you meet their needs, and Lord, we'll give you the praise and honor and glory. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.